Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Knife Nuts podcast. Our guest today is a fellow enthusiast that has gone by many names, including Bobby Drake, Eric Summers, Wesley Evers, Lamplighter, Jack Joyce, and Tim Breaker. And he's recently started his own EDC brand called Peace Neighbor. Please welcome Sean Ashmore. Whoa, what's up? Oh, I like the balloons. Hi, guys. No, oh, my you. gosh. How did you miss That's Jake nice. Berenson? I only did. Oh I, had, I only want to name a few. I did my I'm, favorites. I'm jumping was, into Animorphs questions few. immediately. No, okay, just right. Well, thank how's it going, guys? I, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate uh, being invited on, guys. So thank you. The pleasure is ours, sir. Yes, absolutely. So you know, before we started, we were talking about um, how knives is sort of a, still an obscure hobby, and even maybe the EDC world still is as well. And, you know, the way we started this podcast was because we didn't have anyone else to talk to about this, you know, about this hobby. Um, and the number one question that we get as knife enthusiasts are, or exactly, why knives? Why? Yeah. And so we're going to start that, start the show with asking you that question. Yeah. Great question. Um, I get asked that all the time as well. So I know right. that's a common one. So for me, um, I've always had a pocket knife. When I was a kid, um, my parents allowed my brother and I to have little buck knives and Swiss Army knives. We grew up in Canada. You know, I didn't need it for anything in particular. We just always had like a little utility knife or a pocket knife. Um, so that's kind of where it started. I was always familiar. I always liked having a tool, a screwdriver, a little pry, like whatever. Like I got like a splinter. Okay, I got the tweezers. So I had that as a kid. And then my love of gear and knives came back probably about 12 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. I was doing a TV show. Um, I've told the story before, but it's, this is exactly how I got back into it. I was doing a TV show and I played an FBI agent. So I had gear all the time. I had like new flashlights. I had my firearm. And then one episode, they handed me a Microtech Ultratech. Like, out oh my gosh. And I was like, that's so cool. Whoa. Good well, choice. yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, this is magic. <laughs> like, chick, 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 chick. And I couldn't stop <laughs> playing with it. Um, and I was supposed to like, uh, use it to, to pry open a door. And I literally, it, <laughs> as you, it as was you like, do. yeah, I, like, yeah. I was supposed to be, yeah, obviously right. you couldn't use it for that. Um, movie magic, but, um, right. but it looked cool and I could not get it out of my mind. Like that day I was like, Hey, can I, can I keep this? And they're like, That's awesome. these are so illegal in New York city. No, you can't. I think, I think the props guys just wanted to hold on to the gear for themselves. But from that moment forward, I just got back into uh, into knives and gear, and I just was like on YouTube researching knives, checking stuff out. It was like Nick Shabazz and Metal Complex and like all those guys, and I just went down the rabbit hole looking at knives. And then I was like, you know, it took me like six months to decide to buy a knife, and I bought a Microtech, but it seemed like so much money. I was like, it's three hundred bucks for a knife, you know, and it's like. Now I'm so far down the rabbit hole that that doesn't even, um, you it know, doesn't register. end, man. It doesn't, <laughs> it end. doesn't end. And it's crazy because, um, yeah, that's an expensive knife, but, uh, but I love it and I still have it. And, but that's kind of where I, I got into it. And then I just started collecting and I found a lot of people in the community just on Instagram. And I think that makers and people that I would follow or message and be like, Hey, I love your stuff. were kind of just like, Whoa this dude that I might know from something is into knives. Like, that's really crazy. So I just started up conversations and, you know, Instagram, you know, buds, just talking knives and gear. And, and that's how, uh, that's how it started for me. You know, that 
it's not dissimilar to how it started for all of us, right? Except for maybe on set and prop directors and such. Sure. Yeah. And sure. I, follow follow up to that, and I've know I've heard that prop directors are pretty strict about that kind of stuff anyway. Um, but I was wondering uh, if on set you have ever snuck one of your knives into your pocket, and have have you ever yeah, carried a, a knife one. on set? Oh, I have. Oh, mine. I I have a knife in my pocket every day so when i go to work every day i have knives and now since since i've started peace neighbor a bunch of the people that i work with have kind of found that and they're like yo you like knives you like gear and so i'll bring my stuff and i'll i'll be like hey like i you know what do you guys want to check out like i've got a bunch of stuff i just got this or someone sent me this or i just picked this up so yeah i, I bring them all the time that's, that's awesome honestly. do they do they allow you to keep them during the shoot even when you're um uh... i wouldn't i on the show that I'm on right now, I play lawyer, so I'm always in like a suit, and they're really fitted. So honestly, I don't even carry my phone in my pocket because it would stick out. So it's not that they don't let me; I just don't. don't. Um, we got to yeah, get just, you I, some like gentleman carry or something well, like that. Maybe I just, I, I just picked up um, a rock wall uh, a while ago, and that's oh, yeah. like super slim, and I, that could probably fit fit in the pocket. Absolutely, but, um, absolutely. Yeah, so I definitely nice. I have uh, a knife, and the other funny thing is that. Uh, Nathan Fillion, who who is the the lead of our show, he's totally into like fidgets and knives and oh, stuff. He hasn't gone super <laughs> down the rabbit hole, but he's always tying lanyards and he has fidget <laughs> stuff. And literally, yeah. like everybody on the set has fidgets because he just buys them in bulk and like starts handing them. Oh out. my gosh! I think so that That's... he's not the only one clicking during a take, so they can't <laughs> that blame makes him. Makes a lot of it's sense. Like, well, who yeah. was it? Everyone's got one. So um, yeah, it's kind of fun. That's and so did this also have you know these experiences lead to you wanting to start peace neighbor a hundred percent um that was actually kind of more of a roundabout um journey but i during covid i was you know locked up and you know sitting around my house and everybody was bummed out and i came up with a name because i would sit on our stoop and people would be walking by you know walking their dogs or just trying to get fresh air looking miserable and mm. I would just, you know, throw a peace sign to everybody. And inevitably, everybody, maybe 99% of the people would stop and smile and throw a peace sign back. And that was it. I was like, oh, that's just the idea. Like, I'm just, it's a hard time. A small um, a small gesture can go a long way when people are having Absolutely. a hard time. So that's kind of where I, where I entered that idea for the name. Um, and I started designing and doodling um, logo and brand stuff first. So I started making hats and patches. And then there was two guys actually in the community that kind of were like, like instigated the the gear side of it, or even just kind of made it pushed me to maybe do something with this. And it was uh, Justin Coke from Coke Tools and Matt mm. Martinez at Urban EDC. They both kind of reached out and were like, "Hey, I like your designs. Like, what's the deal?" And um, I kind of told them about the idea and the brand. And you know, initially I was just kind of making hats and stuff. And uh, and and Matt was like do you want to do a collab with us? Like make some Ranger eyes, make a hat, you know, we'll do a drop at urban. And then he also reached out and was like, do you have any, um, you know, would you be interested in making tools or whatever? And I was like, yeah, I actually have an idea. I just didn't know that there was an outlet. So I, um, I scrambled and um, reached out to um, my buddy, uh, Blake uh, Griffworks on Instagram. I had a knife. Um, he cut out a lock, uh, a lock bar, uh, or accentuated lock bar access for me on a knife. And we became buddies and he smoked cigars and I smoked cigars and we just chatted and I reached out to him. I sent him like this shitty drawing 
being like, Hey, I've got this idea for a pry bar and this opportunity. Like, is this something you would do? And within two days, he took my, you know, really bad idea and my drawing and my design and had a CAD file and was like, let's do this. Let's, let's get this made. So, um, yeah, I really have to thank those guys for, for getting that going. But yeah, it, it was, um, that was a big, a big part of it is like taking my collecting and my passion and, and making stuff that I would carry, you know, and I'm new. I like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know what I like. So I'm trying to take that, the aesthetic and the ideas that I like and try to turn that into gear that, that has, you know, my branding on it and, and my ideas. And I'm sure I'm making mistakes along the way, but I think that's kind of part of it. Hey man, I think if you follow your instincts and, and do stuff that you love, you can only win, you know? And just a heads up, uh, I don't know if you guys, whether you're listening to this or watching this, um, Brian currently is experiencing a power outage. So he has been recording, uh, streaming from his car. And as you can see, he, or maybe disappeared. lack of hearing, he is gone. So hopefully he will come back. Uh, yeah. Uh, come back to us, Brian. Come back to us. Love, I'm, I'm sure, sure I'm... you can fill in with your best Brian impression. Oh, Oh, it's stupid. I'm going to keep it as clean as possible. Oh. Right now. <laughs> nice. so just basically don't do an impression of Brian, then. Mm. Just skip so, that part. I don't talk Sean, like you talked that. about you talked about having, you know, early experiences with knives. You always had a tool in your pocket and stuff like that. You know, that was the same for me, and I'm sure the guys can also echo that. But what was the gateway knife for you? Mm. Was there one knife that actually made you say, you know what, these are real? Was it was it that Microtech it, that it was, was handed to you on the set? A hundred percent. That that's it. I'd never seen that. Like I, I, you know, when I was a kid, we used to have those like those switchblade combs. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah, like, I have old, one of those. Yeah. 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 So gift shop. That was the that was the oh, yeah gift shop stuff. That was the only like switchblade or automatic thing I'd ever seen. I knew that there were these kind of blades out there that were actually knives, but I'd never seen them. So. It, it was really the double action that blew my mind. Um, yeah. And I just thought it was amazing. And so as much as like the function and the look and the design of it was cool, just the, the engineering, I was just kind of like, whoa, there's like, there's like some serious design and engineering involved in here. And that's Absolutely. what got me more interest. And again, I think that's why we all collect. It's not because we need another knife. It's because <laughs> someone no. else is doing it slightly differently, whether it's differently. a new material a new style, a new design, a new function, a new opening method, like all those things that like, you know, that for most people, it doesn't matter, but I, I find it fascinating. And I find the more I get into collecting, the more interested I am in the makers and what their story is and why they design knives or tools or whatever the way they do and, um, and how they use materials in different ways. Like, it's just, I just think it's interesting. I'm the least handy person in the world too. So to me, the idea of Same. people designing and, and especially like making their own stuff, it, it blows my mind. I'm so uh, clueless. So I, I'm just always impressed. And the, the idea of having an idea, making a design, and then, and then having a physical product that, that you've been a part of making is, is special. So I think that's kind of cool. Sean, you'll be surprised at how fast you learn a lot about this industry. And even technical knowledge that you never thought you were, you know, accustomed to learning you're going right. to pick it up so fast and there's i'm learning stuff about this i mean we're i mean we've been in it a long time and i've been in the industry from a from a lot of different angles and there's always something new to learn yeah like, oh yeah I, and there's know, always there's always a billion people that are at the same place you are in that journey 
and that like re- resonates with so many people that the jump from when you realize that there's a person with a concept making this thing and then it totally changes the, your perspective of it like you'll hear i mean if no matter how many interviews you listen to you'll hear that repeated frequently because that's really what does it for people is is the you know the the in, the invention and the person behind the tool or the object yeah. or whatever. No, totally. And, and the other really thing that I can sort of attest to is like how helpful people are, you know, like if I post an idea or whatever, <laughs> people are like, Hey, like if you need help or, or, you know, like, I don't think that's actually going to work. Like, I think that geometry is not quite what, if you allow me to, you know, let me give you my advice and they've always been right, you know? And so again, I'm not someone who's like, I know what I'm doing or let me figure it out. Like I want the help. Um, I'm not an expert in this. I'm stepping into a world. I don't know. I'm just passionate about it. So I want to um, learn as much as I can and be open to, to criticism. And that's why like um, the Archon, the pry bar I just dropped. I'm like, I want to hear, first of all, I carried it for a long time before I like the prototypes before I allowed it to get out there because I was just like, I don't want this to look like a vanity project for me. Like, Oh, some actor likes knives and now he's going to yep. make stuff like, and and I, I would totally understand that sentiment, um, which is why I appreciate coming on and being welcomed by guys like you that are that that are, you know, amongst probably some of the most knowledgeable guys. And this podcast is very well respected um, within <laughs> no. the community. Well, it's true. Like Maybe. if you look online, despite <laughs> like, our best efforts, well, we tried so hard not to. Earn when respect. you when you post when you posted that, like the 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 all the makers uh, when you posted the um, the announcement that we were going to do this, like the makers and the people that I respect that commented and obviously watch us and are interested in what you guys are uh, have to say about about the industry and about the community was pretty amazing. You know that that really impressed yeah. me. So. I, I'm very aware that it's like coming into this community. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be like, I know what I'm doing and you know, you ha- got to buy my stuff. And like, I'm, I want to be a part of this and I consider myself a part of this industry. So I, I take the criticism. I want to hear what works, what doesn't work, what, what people like, what they don't like. I'm also making stuff so far in the U S and so that there's a premium cost wise. And so I'm like, I know this stuff isn't cheap. And I know that when you get this, you want it to be, great. It's not like, eh, it's okay. I would be pissed if I bought, spent that kind of money on a tool or a knife and it's yeah. like just okay. Sometimes it's because I don't like the design or whatever. I get it. And I'm like, oh, it's not quite for me, but I, but I don't want it to be because it's shitty quality or it wasn't well thought out. Or again, it may not be for you, but I don't, I won't want people to feel like, oh, this guy doesn't care. He's just trying to pump something out. That was, I mean, that was never uh, yeah. in question with the way you carried yourself, the way the stuff that you produced, the stuff that you carry, the people that you follow, it was obvious from the get go yeah. yeah. that you were, you were, you were in it, you know, in, it man. wasn't when I saw it in like September, 2021 or something in between like, you know, promotional fo- posts for, for the things you were in just a random photo of a Sebenza 21. I was like, yeah, yeah this guy's legit. Yeah. <laughs> That was a big yeah. for He's me in. too. That was that was yeah. huge. The, I was like so that, excited yeah. to get a. Uh, the fact like that you were excited to get a Sabenza was yeah. like, yes, this man didn't just like skip all the levels because you know, like when you're a highly visible person, I'm not going to say the word celebrity unless you want me to, but you know, when you're a highly <laughs> yeah, visible person that. and you get into a hobby, you know, people, it's a double edged sword, right? Like people are excited to have someone visible, like representing their niche hobby, but at the same time, also come with a lot of skepticism about totally. people coming into it and when you come in with the Savenza 21 like and you're like i was waiting to buy this 
Yeah. That tells me that you, you that you're like, you know, a real oh, life man, enthusiast and so... not someone as a poser. Yeah, no, you I know, was so excited. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm not gonna mention other other people in the entertainment industry, but some people latch on to like, especially in our community, like uh, I'll just talk about Jason Momoa for a second. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's he's known to be an, a knife collector, someone mm-hmm. who buys custom knives and things like that. But at the same time, he's not in it at the same level uh, yeah. as at least from what, what is publicly out there. He, I wouldn't consider him a knife guy, so to speak. Mm. Does that make sense? It's a different sort of of world that. You know, you can go between them. Other other ones that come to mind are like Steven Tyler. People who buy, they try to buy the most expensive thing they can see because they right. think that that's, that's the, the best thing out there, you know? Right, right. You know, well, and that's and, great. And it, that's good for them. But, you know, it's a different thing. Yeah. Like, do you have a, do you have 50 knives in a drawer somewhere? You know, because um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, literally one within arm's reach anywhere in this top floor of my house and that's the same thing my coffee table i'm glad i'm single and live alone because my right. coffee table is just covered in yeah knives I, right I had now. to like uh i had to amalgamate everything brian custom Ooh. actually oh nice oh that's uh, beautiful you'd oh, like this one. <laughs> that's Love an oldie it. that's yeah. an oldie. yeah yeah that's a i i only grabbed og stuff for uh I have everything in one spot now because I have a six-year-old running around. So I have like a, I have like a lockable chest yeah. where I'm like, this is where everything goes, which, you know, makes sense. And it's nice because I've, I've like laid it out and it's like, there, there's something about the ritual too, of like organizing and looking at the collection <laughs> yeah. and, and moving. Like, how do I want to line these yeah. up? Like sometimes I do and it then by reorganizing by every time, every time so, things change meaning, you reorganize again. Yeah. 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 Or you get yeah. a new knife and you're like, well, this was on the top shelf, but I don't know yep. if that, I don't know if that sits anymore i gotta maybe move that to the you know i just i love that, it i love it that um, is very funny yep that speaking is of definitely... something that that jumped up uh mm. and is now uh on the top shelf thank you my friend Ooh, oh yes. you're very welcome sir you're I... one of the first to experience it well thank you so experience much this, it. this knife is insane i love it um, um yeah it's beautiful and honestly on the surface like all the milling and the and the detail i probably well first of all i love it but it wouldn't be like my go-to, but in hand and to see it, oh, it's beautiful. And it's got this kind of futuristic sci-fi, right. almost like also like brutalist, like architecture thing to it. Like I just, it's got all these things and I liked it in the picture, but I loved it in hand. Like it's, it's better mm-hmm. to me in person. And I loved what it looked like when I saw it. So anyway, thank you. I'm loving this. Hey, this is my pleasure, be... man. Carry it well, the... enjoy it. And th- this also, this little hump right here makes the blade profile to me. I don't know what that is. I was like, I looked at it for 45 minutes. I was like, why is this profile so <laughs> appealing? Cause it's like, <laughs> if, if you remove that, it's a, it's a really simple, beautiful shape. But that little hump to me with the little slotted, like, you know, whatever you want to call that fuller. I don't know what you call that. Um, sure. is, is beautiful. Absolutely love it. So yes. anyway, and you've just, you've just described Thank me you. taking a year to make a knife, looking at that one line, like, uh, yeah, I'm well, going to start all listen, over again for the 56th as, as time. As a knife maker, you know, <laughs> to a certain extent, it's like, okay, so there is a basic shape for a knife, right? And it's like, this is, I mean, you can go as wacky as you want to, but without getting like abstract, there's like, there's kind of like a basic shape for a knife. So it's like, all those little details can be what differentiate and can really like make a difference. Um, and I'm not one to be like, well, that looks like that. And that looks like that. I mean, if it's a direct copy, I'm like, yeah, that's a bummer. But 
but there are only so many shapes. So like, like that, just that little change, that little different, that little design element can really mm. make, you know, uh, something different. So I, yeah, I love that. Stuff. Says a lot. With I, a little, I appreciate yeah. you mentioning that too, because, you know, Ivan is a great designer and I've been working with him for a number of years now. He's, he's in the Ukraine and that part of the world has an aesthetic that you can't yes, get here for the most part. Yeah. No um, one's copied it. It's it's really like you see, you know, uh, uh, the most common name to come up in that style of knife would be Shirogorov. Sure. But there's yeah. plenty, plenty of other um, names you can bring up. But Ivan has his own little twist. And you mentioned the brutalist stuff, the architectural and mm. historical. There's a lot of historical stuff that he builds into the knives, but ultra but makes it ultra modern and super sleek. Yeah. Um yeah, the Bar the Baron was a you know for those who couldn't see what Sean was holding, he was holding. I'm going to do my shameless plug now and get it out of Please the way. Do. If that's all right with you. <laughs> so do it. Um, I was lucky enough. That was a very popular knife when I was able to bring them uh, the standard models a couple years ago. The, um, and I was lucky enough to be able to do a special run of them of fifty, um, with uh, you know a forged carbon fiber scale and some purple accents. Purple's my favorite color. Um, I'm sure it's, it's a, a lot of people. It's point. a podcast color at this point, right? <laughs> um, and it's the first time I'm able to do it uh, without a pre-order. So uh, these these limited run of individually numbered knives will be available on March 1st at 7, let's say 8, 8 p.m. Eastern on March 1st. So that's next Friday. Um, and I can't wait for people to get them in hand. I know oh, I, 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 I was them. so giddy. I sent one to you and a couple other friends uh, just to get them, you know, just to see how how what they thought of it. So oh, yeah. I'm very no, proud of it, dude. They're, they're amazing, and the action too. I almost took my thumb off uh, nice. when I closed. Yeah. The That's how you know it's like, good. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I was aware, but I was like, I was slightly distracted, and I was like, oh man, the action is sick. It's so nice. It's so nice. Well, I'm so glad you're enjoying it, man. It really I means it. a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know what? Awesome. While we're talking about design, I mean, you came out with a pry bar, and you came out with uh, a belt clip, right? Yeah, uh, what is not really a bell clip, like a key it's, key ring, right? Yeah, I, I call it the peacekeeper. Peacekeeper, uh, all pun intended. But yeah, it's just like it is like a little. Um, it just yeah. sleeps, awesome. sits on the. Yeah, it's cool. I, I tried to so, tie the, um, the the language of the pry bar into it. You know. So that what I was going to say is when it comes to design, and that that's really what uh, where you know my background is. It's harder to design something simple like yes. a pry, arguably harder to design something simple like a pry bar or a keychain and have it have an identity mm -hmm. that I, th then something more complex like a knife in my opinion um how did you so you said you started just uh as what i call a napkin drawing is that what yeah. how you would uh yeah i so yeah. i had been carrying several prize I, I wasn't like a huge pry guy but i had several prize and there were ones that i like i had a uh, a vero i had a carver and there were sizes that I liked, dimensions that I liked, uh, specifically the, the the length. I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I was like, okay, this is like the size that I'm looking for. It's What are the dimensions? I, I, I haven't handled oh, one a, yet, but. That's a good question. Um, I actually don't know those up the top of my head. Uh, nice. I'll go, to, I'll go to your website as a producer. I couldn't tell you what the Baron is anymore. So there you go. Um, it's about like. I think it's four and a half by hmm. three quarters across, and I don't know what the the width is, but I mean, you, you can kind of see right here. Um, ah. and and so basically, 
I sent a, a rough drawing to, to Blake at Griffworks. Um, the thing that was important to me was that size. Cause I thought it was big enough that I could get a real handle on it. Absolutely. As opposed to some mm-hmm. other, but also I didn't want like, like a, like a huge hunk of steel in my boat. So it was, right. yeah. yeah. And, and, and some of the smaller bars were nice too, but I just couldn't get the leverage sometimes that I wanted. Um, so the size was important. Um, and again, I'd, I'd handled, uh, carvers that ha- had that size that I love. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's definitely the, the, the area that I want to end up in. Um, and then, Design wise, I just, the thing that I, um, I wish I had a, I don't have a picture. I think I posted it on my Instagram. Like the, yeah. it was actually the drawing that I sent to, uh, to Blake. Oh, the I've got to see that. I, I think I missed that. I have to check yeah, it's, that out. It's on Instagram. I was like where we started, where we're, where we're at. Um, and I wanted it to be pocketed and milled like that whole idea, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the actual, I, I knew my, I wanted my logo there. It, that was also like, how oh, should I do that? Like, is it billboarding? Is it too much? And and I'm kind of aware of that. It's a but cool logo. I, well, that's kind of how I felt. And and I thought, again, I, I tested it out. I had the prototype. And when I got it, it was like, no, it works. Like, it feels like it's organic. It doesn't feel like it's just my name on it or something like that. Right. Um, and then Blake really helped me dial in the details. The front uh, geometry, he pulled out and made it a lot sharper, which I was a little bit like, okay, like, wasn't sure, but when I got it, it's like, it's a flathead. It's sharp. I, you don't, mm. sometimes you don't need a knife if you're just opening, uh, packages cause it, it'll rip tape. So it's kind of like a dual, um, a dual, it's, it's definitely a multi-tool in that sense. Like you want to have a knife, but if you don't, and you're opening packages or tearing things, it will rip right through it. Um, so yeah, I wanted the, 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 the pocketed and the milling and the logo on the top. I just thought that was a cool design thing. And I'd seen that I was definitely influenced by, um, Nice guy, like the his price stuff. Like I love oh, yeah. his pocketed stuff. I just like that extra great, element it, detail. It's functional. It's functional. Well, too, it's also you know? grip. So I yeah, thought that was really exactly. cool. The the one element that I didn't get on it that I thought was cool was on the backside. There's a little pocketed area, and I wanted that to be textured for like a strike anywhere for a match. Oh, oh. Um, but we couldn't get the texture the way texture that I wanted right, it. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, like an orange peel or something like that, just where it was like gritty enough to be like, to light a match. But then sure. in testing, I was like, oh, the milling on the front, you could just light a match off of. So it didn't feel like it was necessary. Um, hmm. And so that was kind of where where it started, like where the, the, the size and the idea was and the design elements and the aesthetic that I was looking for. And then, like I said, I had a partner who was like, I can, you know, dial in some of these elements for you. Uh, and he did. So, um, yeah, I'm so grateful that he, uh, that he made that design better and sort of took my rough shitty drawing and, and all the elements <laughs> I wanted it and refined it for me, you know, and, and now That's awesome. we're on like, a and that, and, and then we kept refining it and it's like, okay, now peace neighbor has a look, it has an identity. The, the side milling, the logo, the the pocketed stuff. Like, I'm going to keep moving forward with that. I am nice. extremely critical of pocket tools because uh, for me, like, a pry, we've talked about it. For me, a pry bar has to have more than prying functionality for me to actually want to put it in my pocket every day. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think that's great that you've, you've even thought ahead of stuff that you wanted to do and... Um, the thing that it has the flat, I didn't realize the, the, the front acted like a flathead. I guess I could have been able yeah, to tell, it's, but um, that... it's, it's really sharp. I don't know if, how well you can see, but it's actually like a, a really good size and it's, it, these are sharp. I mean, 
some of the feedback I've gotten so far is like, ah, it's a little too sharp for me. And I'm like, I get it. Eh. But just take a little attention. sandpaper and take the well, top you could, off. We could we could yeah, round it a whatever. little bit, but like sure. I, for me, that's what I love about I, it. I um, want it. I'd want it to be sharp. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, I'd it's, want that I mean, to, it's it's sharp. Yeah. It's definitely sharp. Um, the other thing that I did too is with the you know I wanted the 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 milled clip and all that. Um, I put it. I made this so that it's a left hand carry. Um, because I hate having a that knife makes sense. and and a yeah. pry in my same pocket. They're bumping around so. Some people are like, oh, well, the lanyard is hanging on the inside. And I always have a lanyard on this kind of stuff. And I was like, just flip it around. Like the idea is that it sits flush on the left and your left pocket all the way over there. Um, it carries fine in the right, but the, with the bottle opener. It's designed for left carry because presumably as a knife nerd, you have a you, knife. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And again, Brilliant. some people carry it in the same pocket, but for me, and again, I've had some people be like, oh, I wish that it was. And I was like, no, I totally get it. I just, I designed it for the way that I wanted to carry it. And it's completely functional and works in your right pocket, but I've made it for the left pocket. Um, so those are the things that I was thinking about. Also, when you when you're gripping the bar, um, you know, with the bottle opener, it's like ooh, look at that one. Is that the? Oh, is oh, that? Is yeah, that, this is the purple. Is that the purple? Yeah, man. It's oh it's, man, that that has got that's almost identical to the backspacer color it on is. the. Yeah, oh my god, weird. that's so cool. Yeah. So nice. the, the, these so. When I did a drop with Urban EDC, they were like, let's do like an anodized something. And sure. I was like, okay, like green, whatever. And they were like, maybe, you know, I was looking at, at Griff's, his samples of his anodization and the blurple kind of popped. And I was like, I don't know if people want this. Like, I personally don't necessarily, that's not my go-to color. People went crazy yeah. for the blurple. 100%. And I was like, oh, I should have made more. I was kind of worried. I was like, well, I made all these. Are they going to go? Like, they're out. So when I get another round in, you're, you're, you'll get a blurple coming your way. Oh, uh, I that's that's awesome. Um, I can't. I want to try it out. I, that'll so, probably oh, yeah. be the first pry bar that I carry regularly. Well, I mean, if you like it, you may not like it. Um, I have a feeling but, so, I might. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is that you know the bottle opener is on this side and it is sharp, but I put it on the finger side so that it's not when you when you bear down, it's not digging into your palm. Like that's kind of a basic thing, but um, that was really important because it is a little sharp. So again, these are all the little things that I was trying to take from other designs that I loved and, and incorporate them into, you know, something that I was putting out there. That's awesome. So some of your friends that aren't into knives and you say to them like, Hey, look, I'm making a pry bar. They're like, what? What's that? Well, what is it? Yeah. What's it for? Why? Why? Are you and, making um, it? Why? Yeah. Um, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. And which I get, um, but, but then look who's break... back. Sorry up, to cut you off there, but I was surprised no, no, to see okay. his face. He's back. Yeah. Nice. He is back um, with the background. Yeah, look at You were saying, Sean. Uh, oh, just if, that, <clears throat> yeah, like the not understanding what a pry bar is for or why you need it. Or, and I was right. like, just put it in your pocket and you will find a use for it. You'll be very surprised. That's a very good We were just, Brian, just to catch you up, we were talking about, um, you know, Sean's foray into the pry bar world. And we were talking about design. And how it's more difficult to design something simple than it is to design something more complex um, from to a certain extent. Um, I would love to get your uh, your take on stuff like that from from a from a designer and maker standpoint. Oh, thanks. Give me, thanks for letting me breathe for a second and find no out breathing. what's going on before you throw. <laughs> Sean's me. only got an hour and we're probably I'm sorry, at, I'm sorry. we're probably what at like 31 minutes. Know. Oh, there you go. See? Sean, you don't have to stick to the hour. If you need to go at any time, no, you no, just I let us hour. know. I, I'm, I'm good. I apologize. I have to cut it short. I, uh, I'm yeah, on no that, that duty tonight. 
you've already established that you're welcome on any time, dude. So, Excellent. Thank so, you. So, you know, we'll do this again, too. So no worries. Um, Brian, yes. You have some, you're, you've got a new design coming out, too. Yeah. Um, that's not really a new design, but yeah, it's a... You know what I mean. Old... Right. So, um, yeah, it's, sometimes it's harder to, not harder, but it's to make something complicated simple can be, uh, can be mm-hmm. a challenge, you know, but it's, uh, that's, that's the part that I love the best, you know, that's, it's, that's the uh, fun part. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, it is at least. Hey, Brian, and, you, sorry. I just want to ask a quick, no, a quick by, all means, by all means, by all means, please. Am I, am I correct in saying that you have like a unique detent system on your knives? Like, is there, is that something that you specifically do? Yeah, I started that when I first started making the folders. I um, where you wanted to put that ball detent, I never. Re- it really wants to be at an edge, um, and at least the way my design was. And I was never able to really get that ball pushed into an edge correctly. Um, mm-hmm. So my workaround was actually machining the ball into the insert, the st- the hardened steel insert. Um, and then that evolved to an actual shape with different angles for, you know, for a ramp for the blade to ride up. And depending on the angle is how, how crisp that detent is. And then you can also do depth. But yes, I think I came up with that, but it's not so unique anymore. People well, again, well, that to me is the perfect example of like, you know, taking something that's simple, like a detent the idea of dropping the ball into that and then perfecting it, like making it, making it better than it was. So, um, that's cool, man. I love that. I love to, I'd love to, to hear that that's, uh, that was your process. Cool. And you're absolutely right. It gives it an identity, right? The same, that's, that's the hardest part in any of this. But and what a, I find, and a feel, and it's, it was unique a long, it, long it, time ago. And it's one of the things that put Brian people on the map. People still talk time. about that feel. Um, now, yeah. I find it funny, though. So I have a new, cheaper version of my knives that are going to be coming out, um, hopefully, if everything works out correctly. And they're probably not going to have that detent mechanism in it because it's, they're going to be liner locks. And to do that in a liner lock doesn't really make sense. Um, so there's some issues I got to overcome um, price-wise and everything. But it's like, oh, people don't want... So many people are saying, oh, I don't want anything to do with it if it doesn't have your detent. <laughs> oh, interesting. They, these <laughs> same people have a box of 200 knives. And right. because my one doesn't have a detent, they're going to... Yeah, they don't you know, They're not going to yeah. get it. So. Yeah, He's more than just a detent, people. He's more than just a detent. Just a no. More than just a no. More than just a no. There's our episode title. Yeah, more than just a no. Yeah, <laughs> he does more with three and a half millimeters than you'll ever do. With yes, yes. Whatever you got. Yeah, that's very funny. Um, but Brian, you also have the chicane dropping. I think I think a lot of people are confused about uh, if they're going to be able to get one of those, or is it going to be a difficult thing? What's changing? <laughs> it's just the way I'm doing things is changing. Um, so these last couple runs I had, um, I started getting some feedback saying that my knives are too expensive. Um, so that made me think, you know, what can I do to make them cheaper? Do I, do I dumb the knives down? When I say dumb them down, what I mean by that is my frames are start off very thick and then machine most of that material away to leave the half of the half of the backspacer so that's expensive the detent's expensive i normally do the hand rubs so i keep doing all this stuff and i don't know 
from what I'm hearing is they would rather have a separate backspacer piece to make it cheaper and start to do things like that. This, this design for the chicane was already done. So I didn't want to start going and changing it at that point. So now I am going to, the, the way I'm going to get that knife cheaper, and if this works out, this is the way I'll probably do most of my knives, is, you know, I don't have dealer in, dealers, and I'm going to get rid, not that I'm getting rid of the dealers, but I'm just not going to use them for every project like I'm doing now. Mm. Um, and I'm going to be selling them myself, so I can reduce that price a lot. It's got, you know, it's a lot of work. It's going to be a lot more work for me. I'm not going to be make, making nearly as much money, but I think in the end, it's it's going to be good for everybody. Because right now, with knives sitting on shelves, the value of the knives go down. Um, there's just so many little issues, nuances that people don't really get. But to, I'm, there's going to be knives, and if there and if the need is there, and people want them, I'll do another run of them, and I'll change right. it up each time. You know, I just don't want to do three thousand piece runs and have them sitting on shelves, it doesn't make sense. On top of having an identity, it's important to, you know, for something to feel special as well, you know? Uh, and that's a, that's a hard thing to do. The industry has changed a lot. And Sean, you've been yeah. in it uh, longer than, you know, we even knew. Like, if you've been doing this over a decade, you, you've seen the industry change too, you know? What are yeah. your thoughts on where hmm. that's going? I mean, from what, again, when I started, I was, I was very, new right so i don't think sure. i really even become aware of the business side of it and brian it's really really interesting to hear you talk about because when i think of you i think of you as like this you know an insane maker with like this big successful brand but it's interesting to hear like even you're like i need to make adjustments for what the market will bear and i'm you know and and you've got these great designs and they're proven and everybody loves them but you're like i still need to make these adjustments so that's kind of what i'm learning and trying to look at stepping into this, not just as a hobby, but like, oh, as a, as, as a business. And again, I think Brian, when, when we first started talking online, we were talking about, the, uh, and we just did, it was a brief conversation uh, when I first got your knives, but you were, I think we were talking about, you know, what one of your knives would cost a production knife if it were made here versus made in China. And there's like this debate, right? That goes back and forth over like, well, where's the value and, you know, does it fi fiscally, financially make sense to, to make things here? And, you know, you might sell a third of the knives at a higher price. Does that justify doing it here versus being able to sell more knives, move more volume, but having it, you know, somewhere overseas or whatever? So I'm just starting to pay attention to that and figure out, you know, the markups. And yeah, like, do you go through a dealer or a retailer or do you just try to sell it on your own? I mean, you don't have to do that extra markup you know, if, if you're just going to sell it on your website. So, um, the other, sorry, that's, that was a bit of a tangent, but I, that was really no, interesting to hear because problem. as someone who's trying to figure out those details right now, um, it's, it's interesting and I, and I'm trying to make stuff here and it's, it's, it's a challenge, you know, you're charging people a lot of money for something that I don't know if they need. Um, but I, that's my goal anyway. Um, but I'm noticing how many frigging knives are out there. I'm really paying attention yeah. to how much stuff is out there. Um, and it's overwhelming and it yeah. seems to be for the most part, whether you like the design or whatever, like really compared to even like maybe five years ago or six years ago, like really high quality stuff. Sure. From what yeah. I'm, from mm, what that's I'm, true. um, that's true. I don't like it all, 
Uh, right. But it seems like there's some there's a lot of stuff out there. And just talking to people that are at Blade Show right now, I'm like, man, there's a convention going on where there are thousands of new knives coming out along with all the other stuff that's out there. So it feels like there's a huge volume of stuff coming out. I don't know if it's a gold rush right now. And again, because business-wise, I'm just looking at it as a collector. I'm starting to think about it. Sure. Maybe you guys can talk about that. Like, I'm really curious <laughs> about where the industry is and – is this a high spot, a low spot? Is it is it going through a a, a surge or not? Like again, I'm I'm looking at it from the outside. Obviously, China, that depends on good who China you ask, changed right? a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we used to talk about before Good China and post Good China, and having the level of uh, manufacturing available that we do now. Yeah, in my opinion, it was one of the biggest changes in our lifetime to this whole industry because now the quality can be essentially what you whatever you want to pay for right and, it, and um, that that's where it becomes you know you, you and you touched on something else that i i want to i want to mention but jake that's exactly right and it depends on who you ask whether this is you know a renaissance or right. the end times you know right. yeah. depending right. on who you exactly. ask that's <laughs> going to be ground. that's part of the thing and in <laughs> it's harder to make something stand out in this yeah. in this in the way it is and this is something that's not been in this hobby at all ever you know mm. um what what i meant what you mentioned that stuck out to me was um at least what i took from it it's it's amazing people i don't think people who are just getting into this hobby realize how small it actually is by comparison mm. you know knives are a popular thing but the people within it are very tangible you know right. you it, you know, case in point, here we are, you know, there's not many industries where, you know, you can take someone in the entertainment industry and bring them into a, you know, a dinky little podcast like this, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's sure. just, but everything is very personal. You know, yeah. I was, I was, there was a, a post I made the other day where someone had a ludicrous complaint about something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um and the person was threatening to reach out to their customer service department. Right. Which is the same person, probably. The that's per The person. There is no customer service right. department. There's yeah. one, guy one guy who yeah. is doing everything. Right. You know, so that's something that and a lot of people Brian, do not, not, do not understand about yeah. this industry. And I'm sure you've experienced that with, with Peace Neighbor already. To be honest, I haven't yet, and uh, and I'm asking for it though. It's like I I've only I only made a hundred bars, right? Like this was a test. Like, oh wow! Hey, how did, wow, there's yeah, very so few. It's very few out there. Um, mm. and I'm gonna do another run, but yeah, that was it because I was like, I you know, um, I'm interested in this. I want to pursue this, but also I'm not foolish enough to think that I know what I'm doing, or just because again, maybe someone saw me in a. I guess the point is, when I started Peace Neighbor. Nobody that follows me as an actor gives a shit about knives right. or gear or anything. I mean, it's just true. Like, yeah. there's, there's there's very little crossover. So it's not like, sure. like, well, I've got an Instagram following and people love like they don't they don't want to spend you know that kind of money on a, a piece of metal that they put in their pocket if they're not into it. Um, mm. So I, I noticed that none of that shows up on the Sean Ashmore fan accounts. Yeah, they just don't. One, of, one of them, like, one of the, one of them liked my post, and I'm like, "What the heck is yeah. this?" Yeah, they're not like, "Look at that, look at that milled clip." Like, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, like, they, just, yeah. they just don't care. Yeah. Um, which I, I totally understand, but, but I think that speaks to your point about how kind of small it is and how intimate mm -hmm. it is, and also, so I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I need to cater to the people in the community, and I need to like 
that's why I'm so excited to be on podcasts like this and, and, and talking to people that not only, um, I hope will enjoy these things, but I want to, and I need to enjoy these things if it's going to be a successful, uh, endeavor for me. Um, so I haven't, and I'm, I, every, every, um, bar that I've, that's gone out almost, uh, that I've sold myself, I've reached out to those people when they got it and said, mm. I want to hear what you like and what you don't like. And I want awesome. you to be honest because version two, if there's something that people hate, I'm going to change. Not just because you, if, if it's a, if it's a common thread, right? Like just somebody doesn't like this one thing, I'm not going to change it. But if there is a criticism or sure. something and already I want to make our, the clip better. I'm not a thousand percent happy with the clip. It's a little clicky. And if I'm spending money and I get something, it's good. It's functional. Like I tested it, but I want it to Pocket feel... clips are tough, man. Pocket clips are really hard. I had no idea. Um, Oof, and again, yeah. this is part of the learning curve. So it's not like it's a bad clip. It just isn't exactly what I want. And I want it to be premium. So um, so I haven't received a ton of like, you know, I'm sending this back or, or like customer service issues, you know, because I think I'm also reaching out to people and it's a very small amount of people. So I can kind of be personal and I, and I obviously won't be able to do that forever, but I'm making sure that people know that I'm grateful that they're buying it. And also I want to hear what they think. Um, and, and I've had good feedback so far and good notes, you know. And we're lucky to be talking to you this relatively early in your journey with, with Peace Neighbor, because when you talk to people like Brian, who have, or even me to a lesser extent, who have been in it for a long time, it's jaded. so easy to get jaded and, of course. And, and hard to realize why you got into this in the first place. Yeah. You know, so if there's any advice that I'm sure Brian can just remember why you love doing this, you know? Well, uh, and I. Well, I was just yeah. going to say, like, the, 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 the thing that I find joy in is the designing of it. Like it's so exciting mm -hmm. to be coming up with ideas and then creating something and then carrying something that you made that you actually like. Like mm -hmm. every time I, that's what makes me happy. So I think if I can continue to make stuff that I like, then I'll be happy. And if other people hate it or people complain about it or they don't like it, it's like, I get it. Like it's not, it's not for everyone, but um, you know. That's it, a very we'll, genuine we'll and, and great way to think about it. And I, and I, and I believe every word you just said, Brian, will probably say something completely different. Totally. Because that... <laughs> well, he's been, he's had to deal with assholes probably for a long time and people complaining and, and knowing that you're yep. making something that you love and, and that you've worked hard at and that you've tried to uh, yes. make the best thing possible. And then people are like, I don't want to spend the money on that. It's like, well, then you're going to get something shittier, but you're asking for that. And then you're probably going to complain that you're getting the thing that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I took from Ryan's thing. It's like, right. so they, they, they they want something cheaper, but then I'm going to offer them something cheaper, and they're complaining that it doesn't have the descent that they love. It's like, well, you don't get it both ways. Sacrifices get, need mm. to be made. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so that that must be very frustrating, Brian. I'm I'm try, not trying to mind read for you, but that that sounds like it's I don't know, that's really most of the podcast. It never really got to me. I kind of I love all my my customers' criticism. Sure, sure, I'm sure you do. <laughs> The criticism, well, feedback is one thing, you know, pointless criticism is another thing. So, and, I, and I agree. good feedback is hard to get, honestly. Yes. And you'll hear, I hear that constantly from people, especially in your position, um, where they may know you from something else. It's going to be really hard to get candid, real reactions. And 100%. that's, that's, that's something, like, you know, I when you do get people them, hold on to them. In, 
in the community that actually yeah. use this stuff, not somebody that's like, oh, I, I, hey, I see you're doing this. I'm going to buy the thing. It's like, well, you don't know if yeah. it's good or not. And that's okay yeah. because that's not your thing. So, um, yeah, but I've actually been, again, really lucky. The interactions have been really good. And I think the design speaks to people, which is the first thing. And then, and then I was like, okay, I think the design looks cool. So let's see what happens when it lands in people's hands and they start using it and, and how they're, they're liking it. And, and so far, so good. The one, the, the one criticism that I've gotten is that the, the front is a little sharp for some people. And I don't know what to do about that because I'm like, that's what I love about it. So it's not like a make or break for people, but they're like, yeah, it's a little on the sharp side. And I, and so I try to explain, well, that's, that's what, what I like about it. And, um, and, and if you can find use for that, I think you will too. And I think it's funny one, uh, just a small thing. This is one of the only industries where people like embrace modifying uh, products, oh, yeah. you know, oh, for yeah. the most part, for the most <laughs> yeah. part, that's, yeah. for the most part, that's half of how, how at least I got, as deep into it as I did was modifying. We would spend many nights daily. in his yeah. basement just doing stupid stuff. I mean, sometimes even workshop, breaking our knives. My whole yeah. workshop re- like evolved from an automotive workshop into a knife modifying workshop. Wow, somewhere in like 2015 or so, and that's oh god, way earlier than happened. that, dude. We're talking. You're 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 st- you're yeah. I guess it was loss of time there, man. It's probably yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably 2010 2009 yeah wow. so it's been a, it's That's been cool. a long oh, time uh well there's a, there's definitely a picture of my wife with a uh paramilitary two like in in between her teeth right after giving birth or right <laughs> nice. before giving birth uh that in is the a hospital thing. so it was that that was that the was era where things were getting yeah. real weird nice yeah. uh, <laughs> right right in there the umbilical sort of era That's yeah nice it's getting what real you weird. Just got the umbilical cord. That's what I want to ask. That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah, well, I brought a, a Sprint Run Paramilitary Two. Right. Did they for, let you use it? My first daughter, and that was uh, that was a cool one. <laughs> no, not. they didn't let me use it. Yeah, no. they were like, "That's not sanitary, sir." Yeah, <laughs> like, either that or I was you like, were cutting straps with that uh, ten minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. You probably shouldn't use that in the uh, in the delivery room. There's like tape all over it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either that or I was like half conscious because of all the blood and, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, seeing my wife's guts out on the table or whatever. Yeah. But cesareans are rough, uh, man. I, I witnessed that too. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. It's, it's rough. But I don't want to witness that. But anyway, turn. Dave, I need you to let me know uh, what our time is with we Sean. We're at 8.50, so. so I feel like we should ask about when you're going to start designing knives because it's inevitable, right? The pipeline <laughs> from EDC tools yeah. to, to knives is it's, got, cannot be I've changed. I've got, got a design. Um, oh. but again, I, this goes back to what we were talking about, um, about how much stuff is out there and good stuff is out there. It's like, and, and wanting it to be unique enough. Like I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, but I think it'll be a while before I'm really, I feel really great about the final design. So I have, I have something that I'm happy with and I think is functional and cool uh but i don't know i want to i want really want to make sure so I'll, I'll i think i may run a prototype and see once it's in hand if it's what i want it to be because that's the other thing too with knives and i found this a lot you see a lot of stuff online and you're like oh that looks great or eh, i don't think i'd be interested in that and then you actually get it in hand and it's like yeah, that- oh wow I did not that's how expect you started, to love this. That's how you or, started this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> You're or, like, or I, online, I, I would not have... Eh, but, I, yeah, it may not... Yeah. Well, it may not have been that one where I was like, oh, I really need yeah. that. Or sometimes you're like, oh my God, I love that. I need that. You get it. And you're like, oh, that's not really what I thought it was going to be. And probably yeah. as you get more experienced as a designer and 
and just if familiar with knives and stuff like that, you can maybe tell a little bit more, but I'm always shocked by the stuff that, that blows me away or the things that I think I'm really going to love. And I get it. I'm like, oh, it's good, but it's not quite what I expected. So um, I feel like I need to really, you know, live with it for a while and, you know, carry, carry that design for a while to figure out if it's, if it's what I want it to be. That's why I always say some, some version of like every hour you spend at a knife show or something like that is like six months of scrolling through yes. Instagram. <laughs> oh, so how much you learn about yourself. Oh yeah. That's, and that's and great. Looks great versus way feels and, yeah. yeah. And it also tells you what is actually junk in real life that you thought was going to be great. <laughs> that well, was yeah, just, the most hey, listen, jarring experience. Some light and yes. some photography can make stuff look real sexy. You 100%. Know? But, but then you get it in hand and you're like, oh, that's not quite what I was expecting. Yeah, <laughs> Sean. Either way, we're really excited for what you have coming and what you have already done. Before Thanks. you go, I want to play a game. Are you cool with that? Yeah, totally. I, what is? All okay. right. So none of the guys know this, but what? It's yeah. not even really that big a deal. But I want to know for most some of the characters that you have played, ideally, and what knife would they carry? Okay. All right. You feel, uh, you feel what like I'm saying a here? Knife with lamplighter. Yeah, I carry. do. Well, yeah. lamplighter. Okay. I've already said that lamplighter and Bobby Drake probably don't need a knife, as with fire and ice, well, you can make I an mean, ice knife. And Bobby Drake has access knife? to Wolverine, who has like you know <laughs> like six the, OTFs on the, his arm. The best so. knives. The best knives. Right. So um, let's start okay. with uh, with Wesley. So what would Wesley carry? We talked a bit about it a little, but maybe something gentlemanly. Yeah, like maybe a rock wall or maybe um what's the Chris the the, the Chris Reeves? The Manundi? Uh, Manundi, Manundi, yeah. Like, yes. Manundi, like with yes, like, that's a, a good like answer. a pearl oak or whatever, like some real fancy <laughs> hardwood choice, in there, yeah. you know? Um, nice. Yeah, I think Absolutely. I think, I think he would, you know, do that. To cut his envelopes open or something. Right. Now I want for me, I have two characters that mean a lot to me as a remedy fan. Okay, so Jack okay. Joyce, Jack Joyce, what what uh, knife would he carry? Jack Joyce would carry uh, a bug out for sure. You're 100 percent right. That's I, I don't exactly know why. what he would carry. <laughs> I just he just he would just have a bug out. He would just have like yeah. a like run of the mill, like maybe carbon fiber scales, like oh, that, you know, like, fancy one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, a fancy bug out. Yeah, yes. I think he. I think that's what he would carry. That's correct. Perfect. That's correct. Okay, <laughs> so we're going from Jack Joyce, which is from he was that was the that was a really cool role by the way just thank you being and it was like at a time where a lot of you wouldn't you weren't seeing video games at that level with that that caliber of acting either so that oh, was a thanks, really man. revolutionary game second on this on, in the remedy verse i know tim breaker yeah what tim would breaker. tim breaker carry? Um, so i, I want to find out maybe he's carrying something controlled too maybe so Tim Breaker is a character in this game, Alan Wake 2, and he, he's a sheriff, like, in a small town. I feel like he would have, like, a slip joint, like, maybe a jack wolf or something like that. Ooh. You know, like, something modern, but not, but, like, but in, traditional. with an old school. Yeah, traditional. That's, yeah, so maybe, hmm. like, a jack wolf. I don't know, something like that. I could. I like it, I like it, I like it. Probably more old school, maybe even, like, a, a small Just a buck 110? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... Just something that you can get into the woods with and uh, and then Pacific Northwest and, like, you know, skin a squirrel if you needed to. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I guess what's another one? Maybe uh, I mentioned Eric Summers. So yeah. that's, that's uh, kind of a tough one. He would, he would have a gas station. Oh, thing. yeah. Like some, like, metal. Remember he wore that, like, that, like uh, black trench yes. coat and, like, the, like the, he was, like, very metal. So, like, yeah. some kind of, like. New metal. Yeah, like some kind yeah. of like just you know I don't know some god some with god skull, skulls on it yeah, yeah. totally yeah, yeah. just gas yeah. station 
Yeah, I think so. And Dave, your your favorite Sean Ashmore character. I gotta ask. Jake okay. Berenson, the oh, leader Jake. of the Animorphs. Yeah, Jake. Um, we didn't really touch on any of this stuff, so I'm glad. And, and uh, I'm glad we can talk about some, some entertainment stuff. So Jake would probably have... Um, he would have a Swiss Army knife. He would just have, like, a tool. He would just have a normal, probably, like... He was the leader of this group. He never knew he what he was going to have to deal with. Yeah, he was in middle school. So, yeah, he didn't, he he didn't have the money so. to have, uh, have a sharp by design design in his pocket. <laughs> well, uh, what happened? Like, little what would happen to it after? Warfare against aliens, maybe? Yes. What happens to the knife after he anamorphs? Um, <laughs> we don't we don't ask those questions. What happened to oh. his wallet that he was walking around with? Uh, so just... they wore skin tight clothes because regular clothes would just fall wow. off of them when they would morph. But if they yes. wore like spandex, it would yeah. still be on their body when but, uh, they morphed the back TV, into a human. That's in the books, the Scholastic book series. Yes, but yes. in the, the on the show, we were just wearing like normal street clothes and like Gap, and it was just like, oh, there's a pile of clothes and like you know. Um, we don't ask those questions. We don't. We try not to look too far into the uh, into the. Uh, uh, that's logic. what I'm here for. Right, well, <laughs> well, Sean, um, what you know? Thank you so much for yes. for joining us. Um, I don't know what your what time you have. You're more than welcome to stick around, but I want to make sure that I, you. I have to wrap. You, I have to wrap up soon. I have to wrap up. Soon. Right. So tell us, you know, where we can find Peace Neighbor. Tell us what you've got going on, even in the entertainment industry. I know The Rookie just started its new season, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, Peace Neighbor, you can find me at peaceneighbor.com or at Peace Neighbor on Instagram. That's where I'm most kind of uh, uh, active. Um, Entertainment-wise, yeah, we're shooting the sixth season of The Rookie, which is an ABC television series. I play a character called Wesley Evers, who's a lawyer. I love the show. I love the people. Um and I feel so lucky to be on a TV show that has lasted six seasons. I've never done That's that crazy. before. That's I'd like, crazy. Congratulations. Yeah, I've worked. Thank you. Yeah, I've worked since I was basically 10 years old as an actor. I've never been on a show that's actually lasted this long. So uh, it, wow. it feels, yeah. And it's it's a great group, so it's kind of fun. Um, and then other than that, um, that kind of keeps me busy. I do have a couple projects that uh, a film called It Feeds, which is a horror film that's coming mm. out hopefully next year. And then a thriller called Just Breathe. They almost sound like the same. It feeds and just breathe. But um, <laughs> and that's a thriller um, that's coming out hopefully next year as well. So I, they're both kind of independent films that uh, I'm excited about. And then I have a few other projects that I can't talk about right now. Um, no, nothing, nothing X Men related. Whenever I see that, people are like, "Oh my no, god!" No. It's like, no, it's not that. It's not that. No, you know, um, you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Alan Wake three. I'm thinking Control two. That's what I'm well, thinking. Well, uh, I can't. Confirm or deny those things, um, but I will say that that's all I need to did hear. So did so well. Um, mm. I'm hoping to be a part of that franchise as well, if and when it continues, because I I'm, I'm playing the, uh, Alan Wake two with my my best friend Sam and his so good son, and we every Sunday we get together for like family dinner. We've been doing that for years, and we sit down and we play a chapter of the game, and I love it. It's so much fun. Um, I'm so excited to have been a part of that. Um, and and um, uh, Quantum Break as well. That whole Remedy yeah. uh, universe is so fun. So, yeah, I've got some fun some fun stuff happening. Um, and Peace Neighbor-wise, I'm just going to keep cranking out bars and get some Peacekeepers going and, you know, work on the knife design and just keep going. But I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I love talking to uh people that are you know as uh enthusiastic if, if not more about the thing that i like to collect and uh and that's knives and gear so thank you for having me 
Um, it's I our hope pleasure. We can do it again yeah. soon sometime. Thank you, man. And thank you for of sending me knife. I love that. Of that course. Of course. Enjoy it. Hardcore carry. So, uh, I love yeah. It. John, you're welcome anytime. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank I have, you, guys. I hope you have a good rest of your evening as well. Yeah. I will. I appreciate yeah. it. And let's do it again soon. Sounds good. Definitely. Bye, guys. See you. Thank you. Very good. Right, man. No problem. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you.